she pretty much saved, single-handedly saved me um, when my wedding got canceled. Kaya is so much more than a dog. Like, she is a human. She is just, like, she just knows. Dog people, thank you for coming back to Rescued by a Dog, the podcast about dogs who have actually saved their owners' lives. I'm Laura, and this week you're going to hear from Emily, who canceled her wedding on her wedding day and suddenly found herself devastated, panicked, and broken, without a place to live, without her belongings, without anything except her beloved dog, Kaya. And Kaya taught Emily that that was all they needed. If a dog saved your life or the life of someone you know, please email me at rescuedbyadogpodcast at gmail.com. Now for Emily's powerful story of renewal. Hi. Good morning. Uh, It's Emily, right? Yes, it is. It's so nice to meet you. I can't wait to hear about your dog. Tell me what is the name of the dog we're going to talk about today and tell me a little bit about that dog. What do they look like? How like how old are they? How much do they weigh? Yes, her name is Kaya. So I originally rescued her. Her name was Cricket. Her name is now Kaya, which means ocean in Hawaiian, but she absolutely hates the ocean. Um, she hates <laughs> being wet. <laughs> but Kaya, I don't think I ever call her Kaya. Her name we call her Kikers all the time. So, or Kiki. So, um, Kiki's a gray, staffy, Neapolitan Mastiff pit bull mix. She's got like the drooliest cheeks. Like we call her Kiker Cheekers sometimes because her cheeks are just like always flapping in the wind when she's in the Jeep. So she's a gray pity with a little white belly. Oh my God. She sounds cute. Did you already say maybe you did, but how old is she? So that's a mystery. When I rescued her, um, the shelter, they aged them by teeth and whatever trauma she had before she ended up at the shelter, a lot of her teeth were shaved down and some of them were just like falling out. So they said that she was 11 when I rescued her in like 2018. Um, (laughs) but she's, she's actually like has aged backwards. So my vet thinks she was probably somewhere around like seven or eight when I rescued her. So she's probably around like 10, 11, 12 now. I still think she's eight in my head. So tell me where you found her. How did you find her? And um, why were you looking for a dog at that point in your life? Yeah. So a little backstory. Um, At the time I had been in in a long-term relationship, we were actually living together. um, And then I moved out and I moved to California. I was unsure of, you know, where me and my previous, you know, boyfriend were going to be moving in the future. Are we going to move back together? Are we not? Um, and me and he's my ex now, but, um, at the time we had two other pities that we had rescued from shelters in Baltimore. So I was like, just missing that companionship of having a big meatball that can just lay on you. Um, I've always been a very anxious person growing up. I grew up with anxiety and panic disorder. So I've always just had animals. So it was the first time I really didn't have an animal. Um, and so I went to the shelter in LA, it's called LA animal services, every Wednesday on my off day. Um, and I just kept looking at dogs, kept looking at dogs. Cricket kind of caught my eye. She, every dog in the shelter was like barking and, but something about her, she just was so sweet. And she just like would paw at the crate. Like, can you just pet me and like, love me. So, um, so every Wednesday for like, I think five weeks, I would go and visit the shelter. And I was just like, 
I just knew like a dog was going to connect to me. Um, I wanted to rescue some, a dog that not many people were looking at or didn't get a lot of attention. Um, I kind of wanted a senior. I have a soft spot for the seniors. So um, I was more so looking for a male dog, but Kaya was just like, no girl, like I'm yours. So one day I came in on a Wednesday and the, one of the animal um, assistants or volunteers just kind of came up to me and she was like, listen, I don't mean to tell you what to do, but this dog has not had any interest from anybody else. You are literally the only person that has come and seen her. So I was like, you know what? We can do this. We can foster, see if it works out. Um, I took her home and that day, like I got her in the car. She didn't even wait for me to like get in my seat. She just crawled right in my lap. And I was like, yeah, this dog is literally never leaving me. Like, <laughs> She is mine. And how was she when you got her home? Did she settle in? Was that an easy process? She or like walked in and immediately did the zoomies in the house, uh, in my apartment. So me and my roommate had a two bedroom apartment. Um, and she was just like zooming in circles, but she just like crawled right up in my bed and like made herself at home. I got her like a stuffed animal and she just sat there and just like nursed the stuffed animal, like just like was like holding it in her mouth and like licking it and petting it. And I was like, I, I just couldn't like have asked for a better first day home with her. She's so sweet. She had to have been owned by somebody at some point where they were like at least kind to her in some way, shape or form. She just loved people. Do you, what do you know about her background? We know nothing about her background. And I say we as a me and Kaya <laughs> by myself, but um, yeah, we know nothing. So they said they found her roaming the streets in like the Compton area. She did have like bigger nipples. Um, she had like a little bit of mastitis and she does have an ear. We called her broken ear, um, but it's like built up cartilage, like some, she had ever gotten into a fight or something. It's just like, um, just looking at her body and how her teeth were shaved down. I think it was some kind of like breathing situation or something of the sort, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, or I think it was a year and a half, two years almost, um, COVID happened. So I packed up my stuff, me and Kaya, and we went and stayed with my brother so that the three of us could kind of be together. And, um, you know, having Kaya through COVID was so crucial for the both of us not being able to go see my boyfriend in Baltimore and, you know, the uncertainty of everything that was going on at the time. Um, so Kaya really helped us through COVID um, to begin. She was actually an emotional support dog. So I actually got her certified through my therapist because I, she did make me not have to be on, you know, anxiety medicine and helped me a lot with just having panic attacks and things like that. So um, and, you know, I guess looking back now, maybe Kaya came into my life for a reason. But um, in June, I actually called off my wedding on my wedding day. The week leading up to the wedding, um, a lot of things happened. My ex-fiance, he wasn't, he was, we had a house where, where we were getting married and he didn't really, he wasn't showing up. Um, and so just going home every night, I kind of just had this like underlying gut feeling. And I know it sounds really weird to like look back, but I remember going paddleboarding one day with our other dog there. Um, and I was like, I want to take pictures because I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do this with this dog again. Um, and my older dog that we rescued, um, she was also like a older pit bull. Um, and they used her as like a breeding dog, but I just remember laying in bed and just being like, looking at all three of them and being like, I don't know if this will ever happen again. During the rehearsal dinner, it just, I just, the feeling that I had, um, just didn't, it wasn't 
It wasn't making sense. Like I was just super, super anxious. All I wanted to do was go stay with my dog. Um, and so the night before the wedding, I was staying in the hotel room. My ex-fiance was staying at the house with all the dogs. Um, in the morning of the wedding, I just had, I had like a very weird spiritual experience. I have like a manifestation app on my phone and it like popped up and it said like, I allow my, or I trust my gut when things don't feel right. And I just had this overwhelming like calmness. And I was like, this just isn't what I think I should be doing. So I like told my friends and family, I was like this, you know, I met with him actually. And I was like, should we just cancel the ceremony? He kind of had the same feeling. So um, we ended up canceling it. Uh, and then I didn't really have a plan, obviously. So I kind of walked back to my bridal suite and like my family went into immediate like trauma mode. I was in a state of shock. We went to dinner um, and that was like the first time I like really, it really hit me. So um, I was like in a literally emotional distress. I was like hysterically crying. My friend got me back to my hotel room and my sister kind of like took it upon herself. She's like, I'm going to go get Kaya. Um, so I had already, like, already kind of been in bed and like was just like crying myself to sleep essentially. So when she got in the bed, she actually jumped on my face and like scratched my whole face. And I didn't realize that that was like what happened to my face until like the next day I was like, why how do I have this scratch on my face? And my sister was like, yeah, Kaya's nails like gouged your eyeball out basically. <laughs> but she like jumped on top of me and just like laid on top of me. Um, and I think in the moment I didn't really like realize or nor appreciate like what she was doing. And then the next morning, it was like, I think I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning. I was so anxious. I just sat on the patio and she like came out and I have like pictures of her like looking out at the ocean and just like kind of staring out. And I was like, like, this is like the one thing that has been like constant for me since I moved out of the house with my ex the first time. Um, and I was like, this poor dog is about to go through something that she doesn't even realize. The next day, um, I needed to get off the island in Oahu, and I went to the American Airlines desk, and I was like, I know that you always don't honor emotional support animals anymore, and that's fine, but I was, like, sobbing and, like, telling them basically, like, I need to get off this island because I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, I feel like I'm stranded. All my friends and family were there, um, and I was like, I just have to get out of here. I was having island fever. <laughs> like, I didn't want to be there, um, and so American Airlines was like, we have no other dogs on this flight. Um, we have absolutely no problem like honoring her as an emotional support animal. Um, they put me in like the bulkhead row. So she had plenty of space. Um, and ironically enough, my iPod or my AirPods were dead. I had, they had no TVs on the plane. And for six hours on this red eye flight, I just stared at Kaya and was just hysterically crying for six hours. I think it was like the moment, like the shock kind of like hit me like, oh my God, like I didn't get married. Um, I'm not going to be with this person anymore. They were a part of my life for nine and a half years. And I just kind of looked at Kaya and I was like, we're about to have like some really hard times. And I just like knew in that moment, she just like looked at me and like her like favorite thing to do is like put her paw on you. It's like, she knows she's never been, you know, per like professionally trained to be a service dog or an emotional support dog. But anytime I'm crying or like stressed out, she just kind of knows to like lay on me. Um, and so for six hours on the flight, we just kind of sat there. I hysterically cried. It was the person next to me. I don't think they're really good with emotions because they were just like, do you need a tissue? Like, and like, that was it. And they were like, 
Your dog's oh. tail can be over here if it needs to be. And I'm like, that's like the least of my issues right now, buddy. The but, tail? Uh, Did you just say the tail can be over here? Her tail like kept flopping into like this lady's like leg space. <laughs> and she kept like looking at me and I would like pull it back. And she's like, the tail's fine. I'm like, okay. Kai and I came back. We got a hotel room. Um, and for three days while my family was like trying to refigure out their flights, I did not leave my hotel room and the Pasea like brought her up food and water and like snacks and treats. And we just kind of laid and just, she just like, let me cry on her. Um, so, um, there was like a little day bed on the patio and she like crawled up and she was just like putting her paw on like her head, like on my chest. And I just like, I just remember being like so grateful and appreciative. She has a lot of health issues. So I think like in the back of my mind, I'm always worried something's going to happen to her. And it was like in that moment, I was like, whatever, however long she has, you know, no matter what happens, like this moment is so important that I have her here, like so incredibly important. And going back with her, um, those three days, I not leaving the hotel other than letting her go to the bathroom, like, you know, one or two, two, three times a day I'm taking her out. But other than that, we were just laying in bed and just, I was just hysterically crying and she never left my side, never needed anything, never left my chest. Like she had a whole dog bed to herself. We had two double beds in this room. Um, and she just stayed with me and it was just such a calming feeling. I know every time, like I would just start like losing it, she would just nuzzle in a little harder. So there's just no love, like a dog's love. And, you know, your friends and family, they want to like, how are you? Are you okay? Like, and it's like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> like I'm not okay. And I think, um, you know, did I make the right decision? Did I not make the right decision? Um, and there was never, you know, that judgment from her, there's never that question from her. You know, nobody really understands the intricacies of being, you know, having to call off your wedding. Um, there was a lot of also depression that came with, for her, I think she had two other siblings um, and we haven't seen them ever since that day. So, you know, she she kind of went through her own sadness and she loved my ex-fiance so much. Um, so part of me was like worried, like, am I just going to be enough on my own? Like we started alone, but like... I was crying a lot. Like I was not in a good mental health space. So having, you know, my brother take her on walks and, you know, my dad and my brother-in-law and my sister and their animals was just really important for her too. When I was at my sister's house, um, she had an apartment. They were living in an apartment. So there was three dogs, mind you, two big golden retrievers, a 65-pound pit bull. She also has a cat and Kaya doesn't like cats. So we were kind of like... <laughs> currying the cat away from the dog luckily they had two they have two balconies so like gracie the cat would sit on one balcony and kaya would like sit on the other balcony and kind of like stare at her like we're not friends but we're gonna coexist in this way for the time being um and i remember sitting on my sister's patio and she had like a rocking chair and kaya like crawled up in my lap um and my brother-in-law was like being goofy in the kitchen my sister was like singing and like trying everything I think possible to make me laugh so I was like sitting on the patio the sun setting um but she crawled up on my lap and I like looked at Kaya she started like licking my face and I just started crying and I was like you know we're gonna be okay like everything is gonna be okay I don't know what okay looks like I'm like I don't have a home I don't have an apartment I have one suitcase full of my clothes um but just you know looking at all these people that like were rushing to make sure that Kaya and I were okay um, was just so 
like I just felt so empowered and felt so loved. What I didn't realize was, um, so my brother-in-law, he plays football. And so my sister and my brother-in-law had to go back to Cleveland, which is the team he was playing for at the time. Um, and God loved them because they bought a house and they were like, you don't know where you're going. Just live in our house until you figure out what you're doing. Um, so I was, they had left and I was at their, their apartment and, um, I was truly alone. Everybody was moving on with their lives. And like, I had to like the really harsh realization that it's like, Every single day, everybody's going to be moving on with their lives. And like, nobody is going to be checking on me every day. Um, in October, that was, so June was the, the one we canceled the wedding. And I didn't get all my belongings back till October. So I had been living in a suitcase, essentially. Obviously, I had to like go pick up belongings along the way. But um, when my stuff got there, like the energy of the belongings coming from our house was overwhelming. Um, I didn't get to pack my things. That's a whole nother story. It was like somebody had touched, it was just like very um human, not I don't, like dehumanizing for me, I guess would be the word. Um, I just felt like I wasn't even like, you know, I didn't get to to decide which comes in the box, which doesn't come in the box. Um, so it was like a lot of emotional distress that went along with like having to give things away. Like we had three dogs. I got like all three of their dog sweaters. And I'm like, like it's just like, you know, random things like that. Like you just don't expect like gifts that my ex had gotten me. It was just like very traumatic to go through all those boxes. Um, having Kaya and going through all of those boxes when I got back was spectacular. She loves sweaters. Um, and <laughs> she like, she like misses, like she's kind of missing some of her hair. Her hair is very thin because of her allergies. Um, and I like got the, I went through the box with the sweaters and I started hysterically crying. She like grabbed one of her sweaters and started just like doing the zoomies around my sister's house. And I was just like, went from his, I started feeling crazy. Cause I'm like, I was just hysterically crying. And now I'm like dying laughing. Cause she was so excited to see her sweater. And she just like went around in circles and circles and circles. And so I put the sweater on, like this is October in, in California. It's like not even that cold outside. So I put her sweater on and she just like nosedived into the couch. And I just looked at her and I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not unpacking these boxes for the rest of the day. We just laid there, put on a movie, ordered some sushi in, had, you know, a glass of wine, um, and just, I just like really relished in that moment. If Kaya did understand human English, what would you like to say to her? Oh, what would I say to her? Um, like, I hope that I could love you so much that you could forget about any and all trauma and bad things that ever happened to you in your life before you got to me. Um, and just truly thank you for carrying my mental health and physical well-being over the past, you know, five years of having you. I feel like a lot of that emotional, you know, is stuff went on to Kaya and every day it was like, it did not matter what I was going through. It's like, she wanted to do that. Like she wanted to take care of me. Like she wanted to make me happy or feel better. 
you know, at the end of the day, she's like, I'm here. Like, I'm here. You don't need to be sad. Like, everything's going to be okay. Like, we got this. We're together. Like, it's no big deal. It's something about working out. I just, my body physically, like, couldn't do it. So, like, our daily walks were, like, my activity for, like, a couple of weeks um, and months. And she would just, like, look up at me, like, on walks. And I just, like, felt like it was, like, the walks were enough for her. Like, thank you for taking me on this walk. Like, that's all I needed today. And then she would just sunbathe for the rest of the day. Laying in bed one morning, I was just like, every, we could be literally living on the floor, which we actually were on an air mattress at this time, poetically, because I didn't get a mattress yet. They were just happy to be on top of me, snuggling in blankets. And I went to the Jay Shetty show a couple of days ago in LA. And he was like, remember a time where you just were like abundantly happy and you could like bottle this happiness up and give it to somebody else. And it was literally laying in my bed on an air mattress with my two dogs, because no matter what we had or didn't have at this moment in time, like they were just happy to have some treats and some stuffed animals and to be laying in a bed with me Having the emotional support and love of an animal is truly, truly the most unconditional love you can ever receive. I I can't even like I can't imagine loving something more than I love Kaya. <laughs>